gonna be Scorpio season soon. Oh, I'm fucking ready. You know, I just I'm witnessed to... you experience it. The revelation that Scorpio season is gonna come anyway. It's, it's coming soon, and it's fuck soon. Libra season or whatever is coming up. And it's follow, Scorpio, bitch. Follow after that is Sagittarius, y'all. <laughs> and that's Capricorn, which uh, <sighs> it's a lot. Well, you know what? When I was in school, um, why do I speak this way? I speak like User, I'm from I don't know. 1923 or something. When I was in school, <laughs> I um, when, yeah, but when I was a kid, um, uh, it was and it was my birthday. You know, you always I feel like I always wa- wanted to make it seem like I was more special than others, mm-hmm. and um, I would tell people, you know, I have to wait longer because my birthday's at the end of the year. Mm. I would say that all the time like it's a lot and then my teacher was like no everybody is it's a year after for everybody mm. and it was like she fucked up my whole mojo because <laughs> everybody was believing me when I was saying it you know <laughs> but for this year this year for my birthday I'm doing a pre-birthday my friend is singing at the candlelight um, processional in, at, at Epcot um, in, in Walt Disney World and he's, he, he's one of the main singers and I used to sing a lot of you guys don't know that I am a Disney fanatic and uh, I go. I went to Disney every year for my birthday uh, for nine years, starting when I was what twenty five or something. Twenty. Wow. Or just the fact that we have a 25. podcast is even more amazing because every time I see, if I see a guy on Tinder or something like that that has a like a, a specific Disney photo, yeah, and I know that he has an annual pass, I swipe left. Oh, swipe left means what? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot that you're newly single. Okay, yeah, I don't, and I'm not getting on Tinder. <laughs> I would love to see you. <laughs> no. Oh, give us a Tinder no. episode, Michelle. No. Oh, let's just go through it and see who you match with. I would, I would die. Uh-uh. Oh my God, you guys. Okay, all right. Send us, send us your like conversations you've had on Tinder that are awful, so we can read them aloud in the podcast. Because I need, I need Michelle to, to experience. I, I, I would be willing. Okay. Depending. Depending on how this next week goes, <laughs> I would be willing, depending on how many people would be interested, I would go on Tinder <laughs> and go on a date just to tell you guys what happened. I would fucking love it. I would even make, I would even record some stuff. Oh, No Lies Detective becomes a podcast about us trying to date. I, w- I, w- I will private investigate. Whatever motherfucker I'm on this date, I will go into my voice think, memo I don't think you'd and even I would make record. It, I don't think you'd even make it through messaging with people on Tinder because you would be so over it instantly. I had I I'm one an actor, time, you know. <laughs> that's true. One time I was on Tinder. I mean, I haven't been on Tinder in like years, mm-hmm. but I was on Tinder and I matched with this guy. And I regretted it because I feel like immediately because his name I think his name was like Mikey or something, mm-hmm. and I should have known better. And I should have known better. And the first message he sent to me was, want to fuck? And I said, <laughs> no, I'm good. And he proceeded Wait. to respond, yes, correct. <coughs> Here, let me take that from you. Let me help you. Wait. Um, so first message out the gate was, want to fuck? Oh, oh. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Forget what I just said about You might hurt someone. Thing. Oh, no. I'm, I'm concerned for the safety of <laughs> the men that would contact <laughs> That's me. how y'all be talking to each other? Want to fuck. It probably wasn't even spelled correctly. It was probably with a Q. I mean, I'm all for casual sex, but that's that's a that's <coughs> bold. That's bold. It's bold. Like just showing up and and want to fuck. Mm. <laughs> that's the face. That should be your profile photo right there. <laughs> just, mm. So, 
I said, no, I'm good. He responded with, a, I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but he was saying a bunch of shit about me being fat and disgusting or something. What? Right? So, yeah. Oh, cr- oh, oh, absolutely. Hell no. So I went to screen grab it and I was about to respond and he like blocked me. So I posted online. I think I didn't show his name or anything, but I like posted this interaction online and I was like, what the fuck is this? Why do you, why do you all do this? He must have at some point looked into who I was and he saw this post and he, my, at the time, my manager's name was Megan, spelled the same way. He emailed my fucking manager thinking it was me with this like huge email. Oh my God, let me find it. Let me find this email. Within this email, he offers, okay, hold on. Let me see if I can find it first before Wait. I, I don't want to spoil it. So yeah, so he went and he found out who I was, what I was doing, whatever. And he decided to reach out to me. What do I even search to find this? Um, would it be Tinder? Can't imagine that's going to find anything good. Huh? Maybe not. You should have kept that in a special folder. I know. I fucked up. I thought I had saved. There's how so how long ago was this? I mean, you know, could have been a year. Could have been five. I don't fucking know. This was... <laughs> Tinder was... It, five years ago? That was a <laughs> I don't know. Shoot. What's the other one? Um, Tinder and then um, the one that um, my gay friends use. Grinder. Grinder. Oh, man. My friend wrote me some of the things that they be I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, these are like, these are predominantly used, I think, as basically hookup apps. Yeah. So I just think that, like, unless that's what you're looking for, I mean, even when that is what you're looking for, the things you have to climb through to fucking... I, figure just, out what's going on. I'm I don't know what they call the people who need to be. I need I can't just be aroused by somebody physically. It's just not enough. I don't think that I can be anymore. Yeah, maybe I think when that's I, over. Yeah, when I was when I was ten years younger, but now I'm just like, I need to at least know that you know how to take care of yourself and <laughs> and you've lived some life. Like I because the push is in the life. Yeah, mm-hmm. the push is in the life. <laughs> She's crying. <laughs> the stroke is in the life, okay. y'all. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, too high to know what to search for this. Well, just tell me a little bit what he said then. But it was. I wanted to read it out loud. I'm so sad. Based on the way you said it, he was offering stuff like yeah. Whatever. So it was ba- I'll find it at some point. It's basically this email that <laughs> it, he just went on for like paragraphs about like, oh, what you're doing is so important in the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> he probably told me I had like a beautiful soul at one point. Like, I don't even Wait, know. Did, and he, did some he reveal point, that it was him? Yeah. He was like, we had an interaction earlier on Tinder and I wanted to like apologize essentially. Oh, okay. Okay. So he, okay. but, so, but then, so he's going to this whole thing and then at some point he offers to like do free web work for me. Like he wants to like rebuild my website. <laughs> People are so disgusting. People are so fucking weird. They're so disgusting. And then I think, well, my manager sent it to me and I, well, thank God you were famous because <laughs> otherwise yeah. some poor girl. Would... Yeah, exactly. I would have just said what I said, which I'm right. sure isn't the first time that I've said that He's a shitty to person. Yeah. Oh. And then I didn't respond to the email and then I got, uh, I think another message on Instagram and it really what it came down to is he just wanted me to remove my post. Oh, of course it was. 
Yeah. That was the main thing. He just wanted to, you know, he was like trying to like hide it and cloak it under stuff. Oh, he wasn't hiding nothing. He wasn't hiding anything. I was like, why the fuck would you seek me out? Why are you even searching? You didn't you like you unmatched me or you blocked me or something? Why are you you were you were looking at my shit before you blocked me? Because otherwise you wouldn't have my fucking name. Right. You wouldn't have my Instagram. You wouldn't be looking at things. I'm just excited we have another podcast after this. This is making me excited. <laughs> Getting excited? I'm telling you, this is so therapeutic for me. I look forward to these days. Oh, wow. I really do. Because otherwise... I love it. Otherwise, I'm... Just all, all inside of I'm yourself. I'm just... I'm, you know, because I took on that part-time, part-time job. And yeah. everything is organized. Um, but I'm doing part-time work, which I actually really love because I can make my own hours, but also doing the music and voice lessons and the Reiki healing and all that stuff. So when I come here, I'm like, yeah, I just get to talk. I just get to chill. This is, I, I just, I do feel like in a weird way. I mean, not that I would ever say to use podcasting as your therapy, but I do feel like podcasting has had a lot of therapeutic effects, effects, uh-huh. just constantly talking about everything that's happening right. as you're processing it. And then having this entire log of things where you, you can see how you felt. Right. And a lot of times it's based on other people's questions and, mm-hmm. and, and going to that place of like, well, how would I feel? Or how did I feel when this happened to me? Or yeah. you know, how can I, cause we're responding, we're giving these answers based on our own life, uh, life experiences. And, um, that other podcast where I was talking about my 20 year old boyfriend and I thought about it the whole way home. And I was just like, man, I would never let my, and I don't blame my, 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 my parents for allowing me to, but yeah, you know, as I was talking about, it, I was like, and then I heard it back, and it's I was like, how do like, you even stop it from happening? Yeah, too. That there's a whole other level to that. Yeah, of like, yeah. So you don't want this these two people to date. It's like, what do you do in right. place so that this person doesn't run away or this right. person doesn't right. hate you or whatever right. it is? Exactly. Like, what's the right way to go about it? And I, I had a friend actually that, um, she, um, she had that similar situation when we were kids, and her parents would not let her date him, and. She was. She, she would always like run away. And I was gonna say stuff. she probably like, acted out. She acted out, but then she got pregnant, mm. and it was his. And and um and then the started the. She recently passed away last year. Wow. She recently passed yeah. away. She uh, got in a car accident, and she had three girls. But Jesus. when we were kids, she was just. I was the first person that she told that she was pregnant, and I remember because she pulled me into the bathroom um, at school, and she was like. She was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, how do you know? You don't know. And she had this, she would always wear this big yellow sweater and she was so skinny. Mm. And she and you couldn't tell. And she lifted it, lift up her the sweater. And I was like, oh shit. Like, mm. you're pregnant. And she came over and stayed the night that weekend. We had a sleepover. And um, her dad came to get her and sat down with my parents and was like, you know, my kids are really and everybody knew that she was pregnant. Everybody in the house knew she was pregnant, mm. but her dad. Oh, no. Yeah. My oh, parents knew. no. And he was all talking about how his kids are all, you know, like, you know, they're responsible and blah, oh. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how I got there, but um, I do have stories. <laughs> I'm sure Megan has stories. You never tell a story. I'm sure you have a story that you can tell. <laughs> to embarrass yourself because I'm always embarrassing myself. Nah, no, nah, no, nah. There's no stories to embarrass me. I'm always great. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see where we're going with this. <laughs> Actually, I haven't told any embarrassing stories of myself. I've, I was going to say, what have you have to be embarrassed about? I didn't tell the drug story. <laughs> did I tell the drug story? Did you, wait, did you tell me the drug story? 
the 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 um no i just know about the furious masturbation store That's that was a, but that was a drug story oh yeah that was the drug story yeah. that is a great fucking yeah, story that was the story well, now you got to tell that fucking story. <laughs> you can't just lead it up like that in a podcast and not tell the story. You know, I, I was, still remember where I was sitting when Michelle told me this I story. Saw, I remember <laughs> the lighting in the room. I remember how she looked. I remember everything. I'm so high. Tell it. Because <laughs> I don't remember starting this podcast. Did we even introduce ourselves? No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't realize we were recording. Because I don't remember <laughs> saying hi. <I'm> sh- <laughs> This is No Lies Detected. Uh, 12 minutes in, I'm Megan Tonjes. Michelle Moore. It's a podcast about the lies we tell ourselves, the truths we need to know, and, and we give you advice that you don't know you need. I don't know. I'm too we high. I've gotten through 12 that. 12 minutes in. You know what? I thought at least five different times about, like, we have to introduce ourselves, and then I just kept drowning. <laughs> It was like I died in a video game and, and like I kept coming back, but it wasn't like at a place where I could stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me tell this story. Okay. So um, I was trying to be quick with it. Last uh, last year, so I was I was in my 30s when this happened. Uh, last year I was... <laughs> I've, I've never... I started uh, medicating um, back in 2016 to help with my anxiety and I was, going, was suffering really bad depression. And uh, it was helping me with my anxiety. So I had never smoked or done any sort of, dr- I mean, I drank, but I never did any sort of like recreational drugs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, there were a lot of things that I don't know, like I don't know about handle and handler. So last year, <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> last year I was in London and um, I was with my husband friend and we were celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary. And, um, my, and at that time I was doing a lot of edibles. I prefer edibles because I'm extremely anxious and, um, smoking, smoking was an option for me because, um, I'm, I sing, but also vaping wasn't getting me there. Mm-hmm. Um, the edibles really, really helped. Um, it actually no- normalized me. Um, so we were in London and we were visiting some of his, my husband, my husband friend was seeing some of his friends for the first time after like high school graduation or whatever. So we were all at a pub as you do in London. That's what you do. That's, that's the culture. That's all I remember. We're doing. always, we're always at a pub. Always and, drinking. And I always, and anytime I'm in London, cause I used to live in London and anytime that, um, I was in London. I usually had my own set of friends. And so whenever I got a chance to meet my husband's like old friends, I, you know, and even though I'm not really a people person, like I would go. And, and so we were at a pub and I wasn't drinking. For some reason, I, I just didn't feel like drinking. And um, we were outside and one of his friends that I actually knew, they were all smoking. But and in and, and, um, London, weed like in California is it's legal, but kind of like you don't do it really in public places mm-hmm. so everybody was smoking cigarettes and his friend looked at me and he said why aren't you drinking i was like oh, i don't want to drink and he was like oh i said i only do edibles and he was like oh i have something and i was like oh okay cool wicked <laughs> awesome um i bet you guys can imagine where this story goes <laughs> i know she keeps men- mentioning fears masturbation uh. so um so he gives me a, a piece of brownie and I'm like, oh, quick. So I, I 
I eat the brownie and it tastes a little bit weird, but I was like, whatever. You know. <laughs> what did you say to me? You were like, it's like branches or something right, like that. Right. It tastes like, a little bit brand- just a little earthy. Yeah. It <laughs> tastes a little earthy to me, but I was like, oh, maybe, you know, that's just the, that's just how they make it here. This is how they make it here. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave three arrows. And now when I, and when I take it, um, I'm, I, my husband's talking to his friend, so he doesn't know that I've taken anything. <laughs> oh God. So we get, we, Three hours later, we're in a car. We're staying in an Airbnb. Usually, we rent the entire place, but this time we were staying in a home with a uh, in a home. In a, yeah, and staying in a room in a home with a family, and um, everything was separated and everything like that. But the whole entire room was um, it was very it was very English. It was very white and and had like iron iron bed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. Anyway, so because it's perfect. So we get to uh, we get to the to the house. And I say to Ellis, like, man, these, these, these edibles, they're not as good as the ones in the States. And he, and, um, he's like, oh, you took an edible? I was like, yeah, but it didn't really work. He was like, yeah, sometimes that happens. So get ready to go to bed. <laughs> and I'm texting my friend and I'm watching TV. My husband falls asleep. And the high starts to kick in and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, there it go. This is it. And I was feeling really good. I was texting my friend. I was like, oh, I just got really high. I was like, it just kicked in. He's like, oh. And I was like, oh, it's still going. And we're talking. <laughs> I'm watching the TV and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. And I don't know if y'all saw Get Out, but I feel like I was sinking into the bed. I was like, <laughs> what? This feels weird. I was like, okay. Oh. But that point. I was like, it's still a good high. I'm not panicked or anything. Before I knew it, I was on the floor. <laughs> I got out of the bed. Clearly, I don't remember getting out of the bed, but, but I remember <laughs> oh, being on the floor. I was on the floor, and I was like rubbing my arms, like side to like on my my right arm on my left and my left arm on my right, and I was just rubbing them up and down. Mm-hmm. And I just kept rubbing my shoulders and rubbing. And then I I think I masturbated for like twelve minutes. <laughs> Like viciously, viciously. It's like a description of like furious, furiously. Just imagine that the TV's on. I think it was Conan or something. Oh my god! And my husband's sleeping, and I'm in the (laughs) and I'm in the dark on the floor, masturbating, and having Uh. like conniptions. I'm having kittens on the floor, literally. (laughs) And um, that's possession. Uh, you were possessed. I felt possessed. <laughs> if they saw that back in the day, they would think you were a witch. Yes, mm-hmm. that would be it, and well, they would be right. <laughs> they would be right, with or without. But yes, and uh, so after I was like, I f- it felt really good, but then I couldn't get up, and I was like, I feel oh strange, god. and I had to crawl to the bed, and I, I, I army crawled my way up the bed. Oh my god. I and wish there were a camera capturing all of this. I'd love to and see that. And I idea. Uh, woke my husband up, and I and I was like, "He drugged me! He drugged me!" <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "He put something in it." I was like, "Why would he do that?" I was like, "There has to be crack in it or something." <laughs> and my husband was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "The the the, the brownie that he gave me, the brownie." And and he was like, "Okay." I was like. I can't feel my teeth. Are my teeth in there? I can't feel my tongue. I couldn't feel anything. My, my whole entire body was numb. I felt like I had no pupils. I had nothing inside of me. And my husband was like, okay, just relax. And I was, I felt like I was sweating. I felt like I was bleeding from my nose. He was like, you're fine. Like, 
it must have looked insane. I cannot imagine what I would be thinking. It, like, it must have been... I would insane. never talk to you after this night. <laughs> So, I, would, I would walk away from the marriage. So he's like rubbing my back. <laughs> I would be out. And he's like, just just try to go back to sleep. And he rubs my back. And he, every time he rubs right or rubs left, it feels like he's throwing my body across the room. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then I said, is there a plane going overhead? And he said, well, yeah, maybe like 10 minutes ago. But it was like, it was still like, oh like God. in it. That's a helicopter. I don't know. What, well, sure. Yeah. But whatever. You know. So that's what it sounded like. And then I was laying on my back. And do you remember the scene in Look Who's Talking? I don't Some of you might, might not have seen it. But um, when Mikey's in the womb and they give her the epidural and he's like, whoa. That's yeah. exactly. I saw like eight of my hands and they were all different colors. <laughs> wow. Um, Roy G. Biv. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah it was like it the is, rainbow. Sure is. And um, anyway, so that happened and I realized, wow, I'm fucked. I, I don't know what's happening. I can't hear anything. I fell asleep. When I woke up in the morning, it was worse. When I woke up in the morning, it looked, looked like I could only see, it, everything was blurry and it would look like I was looking through a peephole. And I kept waking up, going back to sleep, waking up. And <laughs> what Ellie was the fuck did this do to your system? <laughs> and Ellie was trying to get me to drink, but I couldn't feel my tongue. So the water just kept falling out my mouth. Because I couldn't. There was more than just weed in this. Listen. There was definitely there was something else. Listen. So, um, mushrooms or acid or something. So I'm like, he's like, we have to get ready to go. We have to get ready to go. <laughs> Poor because Ellie. we have to check out, and I hadn't spit, started packing yet. So we had to check out. We had to check out at eleven. At ten forty five, I was still in bed. <laughs> so he was like, Michelle, you have to get dressed. Oh, I couldn't move. I couldn't move my leg. I could so. He got the guy to, he told the guy, he's like, oh, my, my, my wife ate something bad or something. He's like, oh, that's not a problem. We don't have, we'll give you till two because actually checkup was at 10, not 11. So we were already late anyway. So I start to get up and I feel my body kind of like it's throwing itself forward. <laughs> and I don't know what it is because I yeah. can't feel my insides. <laughs> so I didn't know I was about to throw up. And my body, and just, I still had the agility because I was not about to throw up in that man's all-white room. And I had my KT Tunstall shirt on. This, let me tell you, by the way, this story you told me the first time, I feel like came about because we were talking about, like, either KT Tunstall or something with that shirt or, like, band band merch. I just love her. And (laughs) I had just seen her for the third time in my life, and I bought a shirt, and I threw up in it. I caught the throw up in it, but it came out the end of the end anyway. <laughs> Thankfully, it was clear. So it was all good. We were good. Whoever rented this Airbnb next <laughs> really <laughs> dealt a lot. So it gets better, y'all. It gets better. So he calls. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. But I was like, he calls, he calls his friend and he's leaving a message. He's like, what did you give her? What did you give her? What did you give her? By this time, I have managed to put my clothes on somehow. I've used the bathroom. I've emptied out a little bit of myself and um, laying on the bed in my big white, rich white woman coat. I have that one of those. <laughs> Makes me feel like a rich white woman. A good, uh, one but of the like, old- You have to be like an unconscious one that's been vomiting <laughs> and shitting herself. Like an old classy <laughs> fucking dynasty, fucking mommy dearest a bitch. dinosaur. <laughs> I love it. Um... So I was giving white woman richness in my coat and my, and my, and my scarf yeah. and my hat. 
and I had my shades on and I was kind of had a yeah. lean, I had a lean going on. On the inside, you were dying. On, yeah, That's good. I was beautiful. I was lovely. <laughs> Elliot comes in and he says, husband, friend, his name is Elliot. He comes in and he says, damn, baby, you look like a coked out jazz musician. <laughs> oh, no. So he has time to crack jokes yeah, he's, while I'm possibly he is, dying. I mean, wasn't that concerned. Right, right, right. So we go to the hotel that we're checking into. It is a five-star hotel. And when we get there... Um, I have to walk across the street with the luggage because the guy who's driving me, he's not helping us. So it's busy traffic. I have, I'm trying to keep oh my, my neck, my head on my neck. Oh, <laughs> you're just trying to put one foot in front of the other. That's what I'm trying oh, to do. I've been there. I'm trying to stay focused, not get hit by no cars oh, and not no. drop this luggage. But you know that like, if you die that moment, you won't even feel it. Exactly. So, <laughs> so maybe it was a good thing. So where you have to walk down into this, it's, just a, it's a, like an alcove. We have to walk downstairs, these concrete, concrete steps. The bellboy comes out and he's like, oh, sir, can I help you with, with your luggage? And he's like, my wife, please help my wife. So apparently some poor man had to help me down the stairs because I couldn't walk down the stairs. Oh we get into the lobby, and because it's a five-star hotel, it's like, you know, you don't get that kind of clientele, not like that. And... Uh, while my husband's checking in, the woman says, is she okay? Oh, my God. And Elliot Michelle. said he turned around, and I was sleeping, <laughs> oh like, just on a lean. You look like someone <laughs> stole you to put you in the sex trade. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Wrapped up in a fucking jacket. Pretty much. Pretty wow. much. So I was high for at least 32 hours. Oh, my God. Guys, his, uh, his friend calls back. Um, so that brownie he gave me wasn't a brownie. Ooh. Keep going. It wasn't a brownie. It was a piece of hash. Oh, no. That was meant to be cooked into like a cake. Oh. So I ate a cake's worth. And that's why it tastes so horrible. And when I told him I did edibles, I was saying I buy edibles. He thought I meant I make my own edibles. Oh, no. So... I ate it, and by the when I ate it, because what happened was I said, mm, it smells so good, and he jokingly, jokingly mimed him eating the whole thing, laughed, and turned around. And so I ate the whole thing. <laughs> Kids, don't do drugs. No. Don't do drugs. D, I won't do drugs. And, the, and the, 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 the kicker of all of it was Elliot bought some tickets for us to... Um, oh, yeah, this was my other favorite story. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of days later to see a show. It was a secret. I didn't know. I, as you know, I love Disney World. We said that. Uh, but it is an under, I'm claustrophobic, underground <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. He got half of it right. Live. God bless him. He got half of it right, but yes. he forgot the other half. <laughs> Interactive play. And you can only imagine how that went. Oh. Mm-hmm. I couldn't drink or smoke for six months because <laughs> I, was seeing, I was seeing a black cat on my bed when I got home. A month later, and you know, y'all know I don't like cats, so mm. there was no, there was never a black cat on my back. <laughs> so I had to, I had to stop. You had to take a break. I did, I did, wow. and that was my, that was my, oh god, y'all, my what is time? <laughs> my pupils were dilated. As a matter of fact, if you uh, after this airs, I will repost the first picture I took after uh, my uh, that day that night. My pupils were so fucking oh, you glassy. You did send this to me. <laughs> you did this send this to me. I remember now. Okay. I remember it all. Okay. Um, do you want to answer some questions? Lord, I... You've been sharing so much of yourself for 27 minutes. Oh, my God. 
Is that how long? Yeah. I do a lot of the talking. I'm sorry, you guys. I love it. I feel like I'm just sitting here listening. Like, I'm enjoying it. It's a great podcast. I'm just here. I'm a, your handler. <laughs> so really, this is, a, this is actually like a, a psychological evaluation. I'm actually your therapist, and... I'm leading these sessions in a way. I'm actually telling way. you more than I tell my therapist. <laughs> and I just talked to her yesterday. If I get a therapist, I just want to send them the link to my podcast <laughs> and say, here you go. <laughs> Listen to it all. Figure it out. I tell all my stories. Send me the bill. <laughs> send me the bill. Just let me know what you come up with. I'll, send, I'll choose three for you. And then just give me my top three issues. Oh, okay. Look uh, at Margo. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was looking. <laughs> Margo's done. Okay. Um, the title of this is from Reddit. Would you break up with your significant other due to a difference in ambition? Mm-hmm. Um, I, 23, broke up with my boyfriend, 27, of two years. He was a great friend to me, and I really enjoyed our time together. I'm going to miss him. I just couldn't stand that he never actively pursued other employment all the way, all the while complaining about his job that he swore was only temporary. His college education that he was halfway through has been on the back burner for so long that it's probably up in smoke. I probed about his intentions for the future before, and he described his plans as ideas. Well, I'm thinking about, or I've been talking to my friend about this and that, and he could give me a lead. He was JROTC in high school and almost enlisted in the Marine Corps, except a family emergency stopped him. I asked if he had thought about joining the military since then, which prompted a vague answer. I can't be with someone who doesn't want better for themselves. He's shown that he doesn't want to grow or change. And it just drives me crazy that he's okay with where he's at in life. I can't encourage him anymore. I'm sick of it. What do you guys think? He's depressed. Yeah. He's depressed. You know what's so funny? Remember I told you when I sometimes when I get high, and because I'm a Reiki healer, yeah, I get more in tune. And as you were re- reading it, mm-hmm. I could feel his spirit. Like I can feel what what he's going through just just by hearing you read somebody who's close to him. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me. Interesting. He's depressed. He's really really depressed, and um, oh, it's just like uh, it's so weird weird having this experience on the mic because I can feel his energy, and he's really depressed and very sad, mm. and it's a hard situation because she has such an, a vibe. I'm not really picking up anything other than she's a, has a vibrant energy and is a, is a doer. And at one point he was a doer. Something happened, something, mm-hmm. something happened in his life, or may, maybe he just realized something has happened in his life and now it's affecting him. Well, it did say that he almost enlisted in the Marine Corps, except a family emergency stopped him. So maybe that was the point where something changed for it, him. Yeah, it could have been. It could, and, and and maybe he thought he like missed out on his opportunity. Well, and you know the other thing too is that yeah, it could be that. It could be I always wonder sometimes though when people enlist into the into the military. Mm-hmm. Um in my experience being black, most of the time it's for it's to get out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And people enlist in the army, so they're running from something. Mm. Um, most most black men are coming from inner city, and it's like this is a great opportunity, you know, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say all, but just um, from my experiences. And somebody who's enlisting into enlisting in the military, a lot of times don't know understand the the gravity of that mm-hmm. until they're in it. So, but and before that, you feel such pride. 
you know, you feel such a pride in the fact that he didn't get to do it. And he was in J-R-O-C-T? J-R-O-T-C. Or J-R... Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. In high school. Right. That means that he believed in what he was doing. Mm. Like, that's why he wanted to do it. He believed in it and made him feel good. Maybe he hasn't found something since then that's made him right. believe the same thing. Right. And maybe he feels too old to do that right. at this point in his life. Now, for her, since she's the one that wrote the question, you know, she's doing the right thing for herself. Mm. Because as sad as it is, as much as she might love him, you know, again, you can... It's hard to love someone who's not passionate about anything. Yeah. Um, and also... Make sure the person that, 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 that's loving you is not only passionate about you mm. because that is it's dangerous, very dangerous, very codependent. Um, it would be hard to be with someone who repeatedly and openly talks about how miserable they are in a situation, but then shows no desire to get out of that situation. Right, right. And I think a lot of times in my experience being married, um, you know, living with a man for so long, we're just very different we're all, we're different. And not, not only just in just, uh, just our, our genders, but how we were raised and our, our statuses in life and stuff like that. So all of those things come into play, but when, when you break it down, men and women, we, we approach things differently than men do. Mm-hmm. We're, we are critical thinkers in ways that men are, are not critical thinkers. And when I say these things, I'm not saying men aren't critical thinkers. <laughs> I was going to say, Let you already just, got shit on Facebook for saying right, all men, right. bitch. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we critical think in different ways. Women do a lot mm. of... That's why women hardly get caught out there. <laughs> we're just better at fucking lying. Yeah, we're just... We've already thought about every possible well, thing that could happen, what could be asked, what could be said, and right. we already know all and the answers And men are such simple cr- creatures. <laughs> they are. They're really simple. They ask a question, they get an answer. They're not trying to think of why you might have said that, mm. where it came from. Women, we, we are dissecting. We're like, mm, mm, mm. I, this guy, um, he said... I don't know if I said this before. It's okay. Welcome to the podcast. Okay. We're going to repeat things. Um, you guys are going to love this. You women are going to love this. He said, women should never be chasing because they are the favorable ones. And he said, women are the only species that can multiply. And he, and he also said, um, he talked about his wife. And he said, I, I, he said, I bought a house. She made it a home. I buy the food. She makes it a meal. Like, that's how mm-hmm. he was, like, looking at it. And I was like, oh, that's such a good way to break down that both have strengths. Mm. But this is the breakdown of what a woman provides and what a man provides. Mm. And when you are a woman married to a man or, or even just somebody who is the doer, the one that makes shit happen, the feeder, it's hard to be with someone who's not meeting you halfway or who's not providing um, uh, assistance. What it really comes down to, I think, is like outside of like men, women, anything like that, it's energy. Oh, yeah. So it's the personality. It's the energy for sure. Totally. So the fact, I really think in this question in particular, it's like, you have an issue with this. It's right. throwing you off your fucking game. It's, right. a, it's, it's frustrating you right. because it's so opposite of the energy that you have. Right. And so if the person isn't open to changing or you're not growing in the same direction, 
you're making the right decision in the sense that like oh, all yeah. you're gonna do is make him resent you because you're gonna be giving him totally. shit all of the time. Because he probably already he probably already resents. He her. probably already does. He's, he's already like, there. Yeah, I just want to talk out loud about it. I don't want to, like if I tell you a problem. You know, sometimes people want to fix it. And like my roommate, like he's like, well, let's just fix it. And I'm like, no, but I want to talk about it. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want to fix it. Don't fix it for me. I just want to bitch about it for a bit and deal with it that right. way. Right, and that's that's that is the, the dynamic that my my experience in living mm-hmm. with another man because I can only talk about my experiences, obviously. But it's it's her and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and that kind of dynamic it lessens him. Mm-hmm. It makes him feel less than he already feels less than. And the more that she... He can't be accountable to you in the way that you're demanding. Right, right. And she's doing it from love, though. But he yeah. can't recognize it as that. He, yeah. does, he does, And he'll never recognize it and as that. And she shouldn't have to expect a situation where she has to do that and right. cater to that. Right, exactly. I think it doesn't make anyone a bad person or anything. It's just no. you guys shouldn't... It's just not the time. It's not no. the season for you guys anymore. And it's sad because, like I said, I could feel I could feel his energy and he's really sad and he's depressed about something and something happened and he's not coping with it. He's Do not you think that there's room for this person to be friends with him? At some point after, like, a, I would say, like, a period of time of not being around each of other. Of course, because it seems like they do love each other. Yeah. You know? It seems like they love each other. I don't think other. he has to just have been a great friend to you. I think that you could continue supporting him. It's yeah, just of now course. you've removed yourself from the romantic part of it. So I mean, that's what I did. That's culpable. what my husband and I did because it, yeah. it just wasn't, we weren't growing together. And that's not healthy. But we're st- still amazing friends. You know yeah. what I mean? I see him all the time. He made, us, he made us cookies. He made us cookies. Do you want to have the other half of the cookie? Oh, God. Yes, I do. I'll let you... You take the big half because I already had two cookies. Oh. You snuck another cookie? I did. I didn't really sneak it, girl. I was actually... I mean, I did these, she pretty, actually, I did these pretty evenly. She did because she's fucking Scorpio. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to be fair. <laughs> I just want to know that everyone's getting what they need. You want it to be fair you want it to be right? Because <laughs> I don't... I don't want you to come back in five minutes and say, bitch, I wanted more cookie. Why didn't you give me enough cookie? I'm doing it fair. <laughs> We're always eating cookies. Mm, cookies. Mm-mm-mm. That is good. Yeah, I think there's room for you to be friends with this person and support them without having to play, not having to add the mother and the girlfriend role together. You well, can just yeah. be the friend role. Right, because you don't want to stay in something where you're not loved. You're not being loved the way you want to be loved. And also... You can't stay in any anything where you're emotionally caring the, everything. Mm-mm. Trust me, not for very long. Burn wow. out. Mm, yes, <laughs> this is like a feeder podcast right now. Let's <laughs> eat these cookies. Are <laughs> us uh, eating cookies while we talk shit about our exes? <laughs> podcast with Megan Tanjus and Michelle Moore. <laughs> we should start another one. Yeah. Cookie Start time. All there. Fuck it. Cookie time. <laughs> we'll just make podcasts for like 10 hour blocks of time. <laughs> I'm down. All right. Next question. Okay. How to fight better as a couple. Wait, do you want to watch the time just in case? Oh, fuck. You're right. Yay. <sighs> no, right, I already started it. I can't <sighs> undo it. Okay. I wasn't right. She took it away from me. You're the one that wanted longer podcast, which means, I, have, I was which, here. means which means bitch. You're going to have to wait longer to get pizza. <laughs> I'm eating cookies, bitch. I'm fine. Mm, I got fat stored in me from fucking the, <laughs> the late 90s. I'm good. Okay. My partner, 27, and I, 27. I don't know. Maybe it's just Reddit, Reddit thing where they're like, I have to give you my age. I mean, I appreciate it, but 
All right. Really struggle to de-escalate our fights. Our relationship overall is fantastic. We've known each other 15 years and we've been together for three. We've been talking very seriously about getting married. We, we are both a little bit of a, of a hothead and things that should be small somehow avalanche into a catastrophic fight. We have times where we can successfully navigate conflicts without explosive fights, but other times somehow there seems to be nothing we can do to stop it. We're seeking professional counseling on this, and I have my own therapist I've been seeing for years. However, our appointment isn't for a few weeks, and we just seem to keep having these devastating conflicts. I just want to hear from regular people and regular couples what tools you found useful to keeping your cool during tough moments and keeping things calm and rational. Well, I have a tendency to... Um Uh, want to back out of things <laughs> okay. when it's seemingly uh, a pattern. Mm. But therapy is good for couples who both are seeking therapy, not just not just together, but separately. Mm-hmm. Seems like that's what she's doing. So my question to her would be: Is he seeking therapy as well? Because if he is seeking, th- if he isn't seeking therapy, it's just going to be. Why insane. are you doing all right. the work on one end? Right, 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 and it is going to. Um, it's not going to stop because it takes. People say it takes two. It actually only takes one, and the other person entertaining it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all it really takes. Mm-hmm. It, it takes two when both of you are are um, suffering on the inside and not dealing with shit. Then yeah, that's why things are going to escalate and not resolve. But if one person is and the other person isn't, now she's just entertaining what's happening mm-hmm. um, and holding on to the f- fact that this couple's therapy is going to help. I strongly believe, and I'm not a professional, I'll say that again, but based on my, my experiences, you cannot do couple's therapy without doing individual therapy as well. Okay. Because... A lot of times what's happening is that you're bringing stuff in to your relationship from, from another source of yourself that has nothing to do with your relationship. And if you don't deal with that, you're not going to know how to deal with it yeah. on, a, on a living situation. Now, I'm not saying couple therapy doesn't work because it does work, but, but both have to be very committed in their, their own healing as well mm-hmm. and not just for the couple's sake. Because, because they, when you come to the couple's therapy, it's about the issues for the couple. Right, exactly. But you're not going to be able to get to those if you're not also dealing on another level with right, your own shit. Right, and, and the other thing too is that if she's seeking um, counsel right now, and it's not counsel, but therapy right now, and he isn't, and they do couples therapy, it's going to be that much more difficult mm-hmm. because she already has a head start yeah. on how to go there, how to be where she needs to be. And yeah. he, he is, so it's kind of like, and then the other thing with couples is like the accountability. She's doing solo therapy and couples therapy. He's just doing couples therapy. And then when they're at home, he's like, remember the therapist said do this, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, well, your couples therapist is going to say like, you're going to come to them with things like, you know, it really pisses me off when he does this. Right. So that therapist is going to say, hey, it pisses her off when you do that, so stop doing it. Right. But then he needs his own therapist to tell him, okay, why? this is how you stop doing and, it. Or, or, and also and why. this is why you're doing why it. Why you're doing it. Because the thing is that once you know why, and, I, and I, I said this to my husband friend, I said once we know why we do the things that we do, we mm-hmm. can't, you can't unring that bell. That's where the change starts because it's like, 
oh, sh- you're going to think about that every single time you do it. Every single time. That doesn't mean you're going to stop doing it. But the point is to know why and then, then understand how to manage it. Mm-hmm. Because you are who you are. Like, therapy's not going to fix you, right? Mm-hmm. We can fix ourselves as much as we want to, and we should, but it's not going to be the being and all. You're going to have to learn how to manage it. I have yeah. to learn. You learn how to manage. I'm, I'm a depressed person. You're a depressed. You learn how to manage it. Some days it's just like, I don't want to do fucking shit. I don't want to talk to nobody, whatever. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. A lot of days like that. I so you do days. that. Yeah. And you just have to balance it out. That's the hard, that's the hard thing is balancing it out. And, and some people aren't interested in doing that. Yeah. And you're just, and really like, you're just learning about who you are in a relationship in that one setting or scenario. So it's like, if that relationship ends, okay, you're just not going to therapy anymore at that point. And you're not dealing with any of your shit. Right. So it's better to just get started now. And he's, I don't know. And if you guys can't communicate, it's that hard for you guys to communicate or be around each other and not be fighting. Right. That should probably be a pretty good sign to you that you're not, you shouldn't be around each other. Right. I just noticed I have the same headphones and one of the ears, the things went out. (laughs) The can's fine. I'm sorry. I'm high. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. Well, God bless you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be (sighs) sorry. We'll deal with that in therapy. It's okay. (laughs) I'm going to handle you right now. Okay. Listen, you can uh, do us a favor, leave us a review over on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, all those fun places. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. And if you have and you love it, please share it with a friend. Please. You can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. I am Michelle Moore, M-I-S-H-A-L-M-O-O-R-E. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Have fun, bitch.